16th chapter of Mark. Mark chapter 16. That's going to be my amen corner today, right there. <laughs> she's smiling. She's smiling at me, so she's going to be part of this amen corner. Mark chapter 16, looking at verse 15. One verse. And when you have it, you be kind by Sunday. Amen. From the English Standard, it says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Another version would say preach, because that word proclaim in the Greek actually means to preach. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. While you're standing, look at somebody and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, with your prayers, your participation, and God's power, our pastor is going to talk about, we have something to talk about. You may be seated. We have something to talk about. And Barley, let me ask a question. Have you ever been on a good vacation? <laughs> Y'all thinking of vacation right now. But have you ever been on a good vacation? Because vacations are good for you to go home. 
It is said, according to leading psychologists and psychiatrists, that vacations are good for the mind because it helps you reset, it helps you recharge, and it also helps you to understand the importance of getting away from the familiar. Y'all gonna talk to me? And in order to really be refreshed, you got to sometimes get away. Southwest Airlines would say, wanna get away. Don't act like y'all know what Southwest Airlines say. They don't say, wanna get away. You know, back in the day, they had them really cheap flights. $29, I used to fly when I was a kid, that's how I know these things. But they would say, wanna get away. Because Broadway, there comes a time when all of us need a vacation. We need to get away. Because we need some refreshment. But in any vacation, don't stay too long. Because somebody gonna come looking for you. <laughs> That's why my wife couldn't stay gone too long. I was gonna come looking for her. <laughs> and it was funny, even working in the office, Sister Nancy gave me a look like, Pastor, don't stay gone too long. She got, she got that I wish you would stay gone too long look on her face because vacations, Deacon Embry, are what we need. But Deacon Larry, just like we need a vacation, sometimes God sends the preacher on a journey. Sometimes God sends the preacher on an odyssey. Because there are some things God has to show the preacher that he can't show everybody else. There are some things God has to reveal to the preacher that he can't reveal to everybody else. Because there are some things that the preacher needs to understand before the preacher stands up to give the word of God to his people. God needs the preacher to sit down. God needs the preacher to understand the importance of following me. Can I get a witness? Because God can never use a preacher who won't listen to what he says. Because everybody that comes to the pulpit shouldn't come to the pulpit. Everybody that comes to the pulpit hadn't been called by God. And Sister Gatewood, God can't use a weak preacher. Because, you know, if God uses a weak preacher, the church is going to go down. If God uses a weak preacher, a weak preacher will let everybody do what they want to do. But no, 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 no. God can't use, as one of my preaching mentors and role models, Reverend Dr. Timothy Fleming from Atlanta says, God can't use a yes, yes preacher. 
Getting a little rough in here, huh? All right. Because God can't use a preacher that doesn't believe what he preaches. God can't use a preacher that is okay with getting a salary, but not okay with feeding God's people. God can't use a preacher that's more concerned about popularity than transformation. God can't use a preacher that is afraid of people and not afraid of God. And let me just bring it home. God can't use a preacher who lets the people dictate what he can preach. Because nobody in here called the preacher. God called the preacher. And because God called the preacher, God got, God got to use the preacher. And the preacher got to tell it just like it is. Whether you like it or not, God got to use a preacher who's going to tell it like it is. Because, you know, it's funny how people fight the word of God. But they, also, but they never fight when they got something to say. In other words, let me put it this way. It's a whole lot of people who want to express their opinion. They just don't want God to express his opinion. <laughs> I see where this is going today, but let's go ahead and get with it. Because sometimes people like to say what they don't like, but don't want God to tell them what he doesn't like about how they're living. Oh, it's easy for some folk to be bold and get on the phone or go outside Broadway and start being all messy and start being all cantankerous. But then when God gives you a word about you and checks you, then all of a sudden you want to just look like this and just be mad, be upset, and act like you ain't listening. No, you heard what the Lord said. Don't get mad at the preacher. You ought to take it up with God. Don't get mad when God is giving you a word because if you was doing what God said, you would have nothing to get mad about. But also, the preacher has got to preach the word of God and not be afraid of what people might say. In other words, what's hurt the church throughout history is that the preacher has not spoken what God said because the preacher was afraid they wouldn't give. Don't let the lack of offering make you stop preaching because God always use somebody to add up what somebody else don't want to give. Because as we go forward as people and as a church, the word of God is what's most important. But Broadway, just hear me well. As long as I'm here, I don't know how long that'll be. A while. 
Everybody can say amen now. So. <laughs> Everybody can't preach behind this pulpit. Because when the preacher loves God's people, he loves them so much he can't allow anybody just to preach behind the pulpit because everybody don't preach the word of God. And not only that, but God, but everybody can't stand behind the sacred desk because when we are preaching the word of God, lies are at stake. Everybody in here's life is at stake. And shame on the preacher that never studies the word of God. Shame on the preacher that never takes the word of God seriously. Shame on the preacher that wants everybody to shout, but they but he ain't giving them no substance. Because if I just preach what you want, the minute you go through a storm, you'll crumble. But everybody in here needs some word. Okay, let me try this one more time. Everybody in here needs some word. I said everybody in here needs some word. And you don't just need word that'll make you shout. Sometimes you need some word that'll make you be convicted. Sometimes you need some word that'll make you forgive. Sometimes you need some word that'll make you look in the mirror and make you say, you know what? I was wrong. Maybe I am the problem. Maybe I should have been more humble. Maybe I should have listened more. Sometimes you need some word that'll make you be a better church member. Instead of dogging your church, you want to lift up your church. Sometimes you need some word. You want to know how to be a better church member? It's in the book. Amen. Pray. Yeah. Tie. Yeah. Love. Yeah. But don't backbite. Yeah. Don't slander. Yeah. And don't gossip. Yeah. It's in the book. You want to know how to be a better wife? It's in the book. Submit. Yeah, yeah wives didn't say nothing on that point. But when I get to this point, husband love y'all wives, y'all y'all going to start saying Amen. Oh, it's easy to say husband love your wives and the whole church is shot. But when you say submit, you can hear pins hit the car. Because you can't have it just your way. Not with this word, you can't have it just your way. If you want the if you want the preacher to preach, the preacher got to preach the whole counsel of God. Because Broadway, let me tell you something. As a as a preacher, as a pastor, you think I want to preach everything in this book? No. But I got to. Because that's my that's my calling. I gotta preach everything in here. You may not like it. You'll get over it. 
Because Broadway, the problem is sometimes, and sometimes we want preaching that makes us shout, but we don't want preaching that makes us change how we live. You better watch how you handle the word of God. But also, God can't use a lazy preacher. Because the word of God is too important to mess with God's people. And not just God's people. The word of God is too important for me to mess with your soul. Because in this text, Jesus gives the commission, the command to his disciples, go into the whole world and proclaim. I told you that meaning in the Greek to preach, preach the gospel to all creation. But now, Broadway, let me tell you something else. You don't just got to be a preacher to go share the gospel. Yep, got quiet there too. But I, but I know why we got quiet. I, I get it, I get it. Because the gospel we like to share is the gospel of what I don't like. We like to share the gospel of I don't want to change. We like to share the gospel of talking about what somebody wore to church. We like to share the gospel of talking about who's going with who. We get so busy worrying about who's dating who, but let me tell you, be careful, be careful about getting consumed with somebody else's business. Make sure if you got somebody at home, you taking care of them. Because everybody want to be in everybody else's business, but ain't taking care of their own business. Before you get in somebody else's Kool-Aid, make sure you got some Kool-Aid of your own. I'm sorry. I don't mean no harm. But all of us can share this gospel. If you are a child of God, then share the gospel. Tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody what God has done for you. Tell somebody about how good God is. Tell somebody that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. You got to tell somebody about Jesus because if you don't tell them about Jesus, then they'll never get saved. They'll never get changed. They'll never get delivered. But everybody in here got a charge. Don't tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. But you can't tell what you won't listen to. The text says, go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. Not just black folk. 
Everybody needs the gospel. I said everybody needs the word. And Broadway, can't you see we need to tell folk about the gospel? Just the other week, a shooting in Louisville at a bank downtown. We need to preach the gospel. Because somebody need to know Jesus is still on the throne. Somebody need to know that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? We got to preach the gospel. You saw what happened in Tennessee? Because you know when you stand up for what's right, everybody don't like it. But stand up anyhow. I'm going to say it again. When you stand up for what's right, Everybody don't like it, but you got to preach and stand up in the house. You all know how we made it through slavery, Jim Crow. It was by the word of God. And because now we have made it, and because we can buy what we can buy and drive what we can drive, then all of a sudden we think like we are done. You ain't done till God calls you home. Everybody in here got some work to do. Don't ever think you done. It don't matter what your age is, you not done. That's right. You not done till the Lord says serving well done. And for some, you better get your life right before it's over because he may say depart from me and not serving well done. But I got to preach the gospel. You know why I preach so hard? Can I let y'all in on that? There was a time, Broadway, when I didn't preach at all. A few couple of years, didn't preach at all. But let me just give you a story. And you understand why I preach as hard as I do. Because there was a time when Money was low and didn't have really anything. Money got tight. And there was some times I had opportunities to preach for some great preachers, but couldn't make it. Dick and Emery didn't have a car, couldn't make it. Me and my wife know a great legend by the name of the late Bertrand Bailey Sr. They used to pastor the St. Andrew Baptist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I had an opportunity to preach for him, but couldn't make it because I didn't have a car. My car wouldn't have made it. I asked my father, let me borrow his. He told me no. Because he was stingy with his car. That was back then. Now it ain't no problem. But back then he told me no. I asked my mama. She said no. I was depressed and crying that day. Because I couldn't go do what I love. Uh-huh. Other opportunities came. Couldn't make it. Because yeah. of no car and no money. Yeah. 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 But then the Lord started opening up some doors. But yeah. the only way I could get to some churches, I had to rent cars. Yeah. But in renting cars, I had to use my, my dad's credit card so that I could get from Texas to Oklahoma and Oklahoma back home. Because there were some times, knowing that I was preaching, I went out of town with no money in my pocket. Yeah. 
But because I love the gospel so much. I'm going to try this one more time. Y'all going to get this in a minute. Because I love the gospel so much, God made a way somehow. But I told you, I went out of town sometimes with no money in my pocket. I went out of town sometimes preaching the gospel. And the honorarium they blessed me with helped me to pay for my tuition. It helped me get some college books. It helped me just get some gas in my car for the week. And I'm not afraid to tell anybody, there have been some rough days in my life. There have been some rough days in my bank account. Even since we've been up here, there's been some rough days some days. But through all of that, God's been faithful. I said through all that, God's been faithful. Can I get a witness here? I didn't get my real first car until I was about 25, 26. But I had to have my dad co-sign it. It was a blue Toyota Camry. But then one day my Camry broke down. And I bought my first car when I was 29 in Oklahoma. Then I, had, then I traded in to get that car y'all see out there. But I remember where I started to where I got to right now. Don't you tell me that God ain't faithful. Because God been with me a whole lot of time. So that's why when people talk bad about me, it don't bother me. When people roll their eyes at me, it don't bother me. I'll take the tie off. 
text says, go. go. Because the word of God is not just limited to one area. In other words, Broadway, don't just sit down and expect people to come to church. You got to go. Okay. Let me put it this way. If I tell you, I learned this in philosophy, but but if I tell you, Sister Erica, if I tell you, Sister Donna, if I tell y'all, the building is on fire, naturally, you're going to follow me outside because I gave you a warning that the building is on fire. Now, you may not necessarily see a fire, but because I said it, you're going to follow through. But if the building is actually on fire, then you're going to follow me outside and not stay in here to get burnt because there was a word that came to you that lets you know that the building was on fire. But what I'm trying to say is that when the word is going forth, when you say that God has been good to you, then tell somebody else that God has been good to them. If you say that the Lord has kept you, then don't tell somebody else who don't know the Lord. Don't tell somebody else who's been hurt that God has keep them also. Because it ought to bother us. It ought to bother us when people walk past the church but don't want to walk in. It ought to bother us when people come to the house of God but they never come back because of something somebody said. Some folk will never come back to church because somebody told them something mean. Saying, you ain't been here long enough. Who told you you was the record keeper? Because guess what, family? All of us in here are going to die. I'm going to try this one more again. Everybody in Broadway right now, those who are watching, is going to die. So you can hold on to your favorite pew all you want to. One day you're going to die and somebody else going to sit there. You can hold on to your little title, your position all you want to. One day you're going to die and somebody else is going to have it. But not only that, don't push people away from the church because you've got small vision. But he says go. And to all the world. But you got to preach the gospel. Because our youth need the gospel. It's a blessing 
to see these kids on Sunday morning for Sunday school. Sister Missy's doing a great job teaching the kids back there on Sunday school. It's a great blessing to see all these kids on Wednesday night. Thank you, Sister Vicky, for your leadership and every youth worked up in here. Because one day, one day, matter of fact, right now, you got to prepare them. But one day, they're going to be the next leaders. And youth, let me tell y'all something right now. Don't be afraid to invite somebody to church. Cause, and don't let nobody discourage you because you love Jesus. If you love the Lord, ain't nothing wrong with that. If you love Jesus, ain't nothing wrong with that. If you love church music, ain't nothing wrong with that. If you love reading your Bible, ain't nothing wrong with that. But don't you ever let nobody make you be something that you know you don't like. We need the gospel. Our kids need the gospel. See these kids in here today? They need the gospel. Can I get a witness here? And we got to tell it. Because you want to know why these kids need the gospel? I'm tired of seeing kids fighting on the internet. You got kids getting in teachers' faces. Fighting them like they, they're equal. You know, there was a time when your teacher told you something, and you said, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, no, sir, no, ma'am. But now you got kids who even fight their own mama. Because they feel like we friends. No, you not. It's parent and child. And sometimes you need to go old school like my mom used to see. The same way I brought you in the world and the same way I take you out. Anybody have a mama like I have? That said the same way I brought you in here, the same way I take you out. And for some of us, it got real close too. But we got to share the gospel with everybody. When you're on your job, share the gospel. When you're at home, share the gospel. And if somebody trying to mess with you or call you with some mess, you hang the phone up. Uh-huh. But I know why some, some folk don't want to hang it up because they like mess. That's why. But we need to share the word of God. Because one of these days, we got to leave here. I got to get out of here because I've been up here too long. 
Amen. All right. Because in, in 1955, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood at the Holt Street Baptist Church during the beginnings of the Montgomery bus boycott. Because we know Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat and got arrested, even though she wasn't the first one to do it. There was a young girl by the name of Claudette Colvin who actually did it first when she was 14, 15, but they didn't want her to put her in this public spotlight because she was pregnant out of wedlock. Even though some of them was cheating on their own wives, but that's a whole other story. You know, people always want to call somebody else to sin out. Don't want to call their own. But Dr. King stood up that night. He was nervous, afraid, but he stood up that night and he said, sometimes people get tired of being trampled by the feet of oppression. And he said, if what we're doing is wrong, God Almighty is wrong. The United States Supreme Court was wrong. And he said, we're doing what is wrong. Then Jesus was just a utopian dreamer. That's why we got to stand up and preach the gospel and stand up for everybody. The great preacher, late preacher Charles Spurgeon said, a sermon without Christ is useless. It's not a sermon. He said, it's like bread without flour. You're missing the key ingredient. And everybody in here, we got to preach Jesus. I thought y'all get happy about Jesus. I said, we got to preach Jesus. I'm going to try this one more time. Anybody know who Jesus is? Is anybody here that can say, I know Jesus for myself. I know that he walks with me. I know that he talks with me. I know that he tells me that you got to preach Jesus. Because this gospel is bloody. This gospel will keep you when you can't sleep at night. This gospel will keep you when people turn their back on you. This gospel will keep you when you're not getting along with your mama, not getting along with your sister, not getting along with your in-laws, not getting along with your cousin. This gospel will keep you. Because Broadway, we've been living in some hard times. But the gospel will keep us. Can't you see what's going on? We got wars in Ukraine with Russia. Now we got Syria having problems. Just Friday, Friday night, in Alabama, two teenagers driving home from the prom got killed in a car accident. And you mean to tell me we don't need to preach the gospel? Because life is too short to be talking about stuff that don't matter. You better learn how to preach the gospel. Because we got to tell everybody about a Savior who can save anybody. Is anybody here that can say, I've been saved by the Savior. And I can't help but to tell everybody about what Jesus has done for me. The old church would say Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the new. Jesus in the new. We got to tell the truth about Jesus. 
Not tell you Elijah, not later. I may not even get there today. Not tell But we gotta go tell the truth. But back to this preaching, and I, and I know I got to leave y'all alone, but I'm enjoying this. A preacher can't preach the word of God if the preacher doesn't feel the spirit of God. The most dangerous preacher in a pulpit is the preacher that never talks to God. You can tell a preacher that talks to God. Because see, when I get to the pulpit, and when we get to the pulpit, Broadway, I ain't got time to be angry in the pulpit. I ain't got time to call you out in the pulpit. I'm going to give you the word and you deal with it yourself. I ain't got time to be fussing and fighting and arguing. The word is too important for me to get up here, get on the soapbox and tell about all my pet peeves and say what I don't like, say who I don't like, say this and that. Y'all, this word is too important for me to mess with God's people. Because if the preacher mishandles the word of God, he's going to have to deal with God. And everybody in here needs this book. Say it again. I know I said it before. But I'm sorry. I said it again. I'm sorry. But everybody in here needs this book. You can go to an almanac and find out all kind of information. You can look at an atlas and see geography. You can look at a cooking book and find new recipes. You can go read a book and you learn some different things. You can get a fictional book and you can read Oliver Twist. You can read Moby Dick. You can read You can read The Hunchback of Notre Dame. You can do all of that. You can go to the medical field and pick up a medical magazine. It'll talk about a death or so. It'll talk about surgery. It'll talk about syringes. It'll talk about all kinds of things. But pain Nothing replaced the word of God. Yeah. 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 Brother Will, we like sports. We can talk about the NBA playoffs. We'll talk about it after church anyway. Because I got something to tell you about the NBA playoffs anyway. We can talk about that all we want to. But when life hit me, I ain't got time, Sister Beverly, to talk about LeBron. I ain't got time to talk about what's going on in UK. I need to hear somebody get in the pulpit and tell me this too shall pass. Somebody ought to say, Brother Pastor, bring me the book. 
Because a preacher that can't study yeah. is a preacher that can keep need to keep their mouth closed. I got clouded now. A preacher that a preacher, a preacher cannot be a pushover. Because if the preacher does not preach this gospel, and if the preacher does not take this gospel seriously and if the preacher is so passive and if the preacher lets anything bring them down and doesn't stand on their own principles their faith is dead because a church will never grow in faith if a dead preacher is in the pulpit Because a faithless preacher can't preach faith to make people have faith. <laughs> I didn't mean to go this far. But we got to preach. We got to preach this. Because when we preach the gospel, Broadway, when you get this gospel, you should never remain the same. Because, like we said Wednesday night, but it's true. If you've been in church all your life like you say, and you still acting the same way you did at nine, at 58 like you did at 18, something's wrong. Muhammad Ali said it this way, if you look at the world at 50 the same way you did at 20, you wasted 30 years of your life. Don't tell me you've been in church all your life and you still living the same way, you still acting the same way, you still talking the same way, you still mean, you still gossiping, you still trying to get your little groups, you still backbiting, you still saying at some point, grow up! Some people talk down on kids, but sometimes kids act more grown than grown folks. I got, I got, I got to wrap it up. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not, but you know. But we gotta go preach the gospel. And Broadway, you ought to say, Pastor, preach the word. And you know what happens, Broadway? It's a blessing when people are encouraging. Because the pastor needs to be encouraged. The pastor needs encouragement. This stuff ain't easy to do. Pastoring ain't easy. 
Because we all different personalities in here. And preaching ain't easy. Because sometimes the preacher got to serve food from the cook because the cook is God. And the preacher has to be a waitress for God's restaurant. But sometimes God makes the preacher have to taste this before it delivers to you. And sometimes it's hard for the preacher to taste the food that God serves. But when we preach and when we lift up Jesus, lives will be changed. Souls will be changed. This church will be full. This church will go forward. This church will go to higher heights. But we got to preach what thus saith the Lord. Preach the word. In season. Y'all talk with me. In out of season. Reprove, rebuke. Exhort. Because there will come a time where they won't endure sound doctrine. But they'll have teachers of their own itching ears. Following their own myths, ideologies. But Broadway, you can't, you can't get your itch scratched from a preacher that don't care. But when the word is going forth, God will take care. God will take care of everybody. Is anybody here say, I thank God that he's taking care of me? Come on. Is anybody say, I thank God that he's taking care of me? You ought to give God praise and say, God, I thank you that you did. Come on. You ought to tell God, thank you for your word and thank God for taking care of me. I'm done. Lord, 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 Lord